All right, I'm going to be the biggest, biggest cliche ever, but I wouldn't say it if it wasn't true. My favorite book ever written, my favorite book ever written. I know people, you're gonna think, how is that your favorite book ever written? There's no way, there's no way. War and Peace. Okay, why is War and Peace my favorite book ever written? I read the whole thing twice. I had a lot of time on my hand. I read the whole thing twice. Got a problem with that? Well, you know what? It kept me busy for a while and it was well worth it because I don't think I could ever read it again unless I had a lot of time on my hands. <sighs> This is the greatest novel ever written, by far, hands down. I'm almost through Anna Karenina, which is not nearly as good as this. Although literary criticisms will typically say Anna Karenina is better, it's not. Leo Tolstoy is such an interesting person in his own right. Most Russian authors are pretty interesting, but this guy is just the most interesting out of all of them. He actually lived a very riotous youth. He wrote volumes about that. He had a very complete diary of his life. Then he got married, he loved his wife, and then he got discouraged with her. It's typical of these type of things. You know, he's Russian and, and Russian women are pretty headstrong. He had lots of kids. Lots of kids. He had such a complete and full life. And at the end of his life, he decided to go live out the gospel. He decided to go live poor. He has his obvious faults. He did try to write the gospel of Matthew and took out all the miracles and stuff. So let's not call him like Saint Tolstoy just yet. <laughs> but he was a wonderful, wonderful writer. And he hated his writing. He hated his works, his secular works. And he did. Before he was writing them, he liked them, I guess, because, you know, who doesn't when they're writing their books? When he got to be older, he thought it was just all garbage because, you know, great authors got to sometimes be dumb in their later life. Hopefully I'm not one of them. So that's Leo Tolstoy. This monster of a book is well worth it if you ever get a chance to sit down and read it. This is the Constant Garnet translation. It's the Barnes and Nobles edition, which if anybody watches these videos enough, they're gonna see that I do a lot of Barnes and Nobles editions because they're cheap and they're usually very good translations and very accurate. They're the older ones usually, the ones in mostly public domain or the most cheap versions, but I've always found their translations to be sufficient. I'm not doing an advertisement for Barnes and Nobles classics, I'm just telling you, my audience, because they're just cheap books and they're very well bound and they're just they're perfect if you want to build a classics library so war and peace oh it's about war and peace enough said no it's not because it's just not this book is so comprehensive about life it is just so a complete picture of life that you will never have that again in another book and it's real life too it's not like science fiction it's, it's not fantasy it's real life during the french revolution and man there's some hard stuff in there too like to think about like this invasion and they're coming up they're moving up and the french are coming and there's like you gotta flee your houses and stuff and scary stuff there that and that's giving me some chills up my spine right now because i'm just thinking about some things but you know this book is just fantastic because it captures every emotion perfectly and some people might say that's sentimental i don't care if it's sentimental you need to feel those things you ain't gonna feel it any other way you're not gonna feel what it feels like to be fleeing your home right before a battle unless you read Tolstoy. You're not going to know what it feels like when there's a battle, when there's armies about ready to collide right out in your backyard unless you read Leo Tolstoy. At least let's hope. There's not going to be the feeling of mazurkskas. There's not going to be the feeling of horse chases or, you know, hunts. There's not going to be the feeling of the 19th century aristocracy and there's not going to be the feelings of these really lofty, lofty people because it is the upper classes and it's just you're not going to feel it any other way. You're not going to know about it. And just the way these characters are portrayed, they are so real. They are so real in their crystal clear, precise descriptions. And people are gonna read this, I know they're gonna say there's too much 
describing of the character's thought processes. It's like, no, 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 that's why you read the book. But people who are watching this right now, if you're getting mad at an author for writing details, then you just put down the book and stop reading because it's the reason why we read. I don't care what anybody says. They're not there to take us on an adventure. Sometimes they are. Like, let's put it this way. You can read the occasional Clive Cussler or James Patterson novel or Stephen King novel and not be severely damaged by it. But when you're really reading for its real purpose, which is communicating an idea, especially handing that idea down from the ages, like, we need to read these books. And this book will show you with crystal clear accuracy how people thought, how people acted, how people lived. It is a history lesson on Russia at the time of the czars, especially during the time of the French Revolution, which Tolstoy just meticulously over every detail. I think there's only one anachronism in the whole entire book. Just one, just one. And that's it. Everything else is perfectly done. If I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure that's right. And it's so amazing how he just cataloged this. Every battle, every single movement, every single step, everything is so accurately portrayed. And the feelings. And you see Napoleon Bonaparte's even a character. So is the Russian general Kutuzov. And you get to see how these two interacting and their battle plans and their strategies and why Napoleon probably lost and why Kutuzov probably won. You can sit here and go on and on about it. You can't describe it. I mean, I would love to open this up and just find a passage for you to read. I would do that. But for the sake of time, I'm not going to. It's it's really not productive because you're just going to sit there and I'm going to lose your interest. Because if I'm just reading it, it ain't going to be reading it. Because you need to read this to understand, like, this is how people think. Even today, they still think like this. This is real psychology. This is like a real lesson on how people think. And if you really want to get into somebody's head and know the real thought processes behind real flesh human beings, Tolstoy was a master at just creating people's thoughts out of nothing. Like, he knew people's thoughts, mostly because he thought them too, let's be honest. Great thinkers, great psychological writers have those same thoughts. That's why we know that their characters do too. Because you yourself have these thoughts. And then there's some thoughts you see, like, I don't have these thoughts. But you know, you understand these people because they are just as real. And this is really why you read it, is to know how people think and how they act. And it's just, hey, I, I can go on and on about this book. Because it it's, it's really about getting inside of other people and hearing and knowing the history and know the significance of the events, which was the equivalent of the 1800s World War II. No, this was a big deal. 500,000 French invaded Russia and they lost. And the traditional story goes that the Moscites burnt down Moscow in order to flee the French. But Tolstoy has this play on it, which is kind of the whole idea of the novel is that it was the chance events of the fires, so numerous amounts of them that burnt down the houses and burnt down the city. Isn't that really neat? How Tolstoy's whole discourse is on causation from the very beginning to the very end. It is a causation of the French Revolution and the events that led to Russia's invasion. <laughs> which let's be honest here, you know, we can really think about that. It's scary to think that kind of stuff happens in real life. And it's the only way you're going to experience it unless it really happens here, which if it happens here, I don't want to see it. So let's just leave it in the book and be happy that we can know it here and, and through that emotion, know why we need to avoid it. 